I'm Leanne Lord, and this is Human Story. Jennifer Hancock has an unusual item on her bucket list. At some point in her life, she wants to be standing in front of the house of the most famous actor in the world on his birthday. What started as a lifelong love of movies turned into a passion for Indian cinema, in particular when she discovered the work of Shahrukh Khan. Nothing prepared her for the impact that stories of love, told by the cinema of a culture halfway around the world, would have on her. I watch a lot of Indian movies. Not just Bollywood, but Hollywood and Hollywood and Sandalwood movies too. Can't get enough of them. It started off innocently enough. I learned through the internet that there was this actor, Shah Rukh Khan, who was supposed to be the most famous actor in the world, and I had never heard of him. How could that be? I decided to watch a few of his movies and see what all the fuss was about. I ended up down a rabbit hole that I still haven't surfaced from. Standing outside Shah Rukh's house on his birthday is now on my bucket list. All of my Indian friends understand why. I should back up. I'm a middle-aged white woman in Florida, not exactly the target demographic for Indian films. The Indian film industry is massive. It produces over 1,800 movies a year. In comparison, the USA makes only about 400 movies a year. The Indian film industry is so big, it's broken up into separate industries for each of the regional languages. There are 22 official languages in India, and each has its own film industry. There are also over 100 languages spoken across the continent. I can only watch these movies by reading subtitles. It took me a while to realize that because I was reading subtitles, all these movies seem the same to me, but they really aren't. Because of the language differences, many Indians only watch the movies in their language. They don't venture into other languages unless the movie is a major blockbuster and is dubbed or remade in their language. As I've explored Indian cinema, I've learned that each language seems to prefer different types of movies and stories. Some are more supernatural oriented, some focus on corruption, others on love. I once expressed my love for an Indian superhero movie and a Hindi-speaking friend of mine told me it was not a serious movie because it involved superheroes. In his mind, that made it a child's movie. He thought only real stories were worth being put on film. I suspect his dislike of the film had more to do with regional, cultural, and language bias than the content of the movie itself. Out of all of these languages, the Hindi language movies in particular are among the most popular movies in the world. People can't get enough of them. Morality is central in Hindi cinema, and it's moving, painfully so. 
Shah Rukh Khan is a Hindi actor. <laughs> Love is central to life. It's central to what makes Shah Rukh Khan so popular. And it's central to all of Indian cinema, regardless of the culture and language. So much so that I cry during these movies. And not just a little bit of crying. I cried so hard that I ran out of tears 15 minutes before the end of Kabi Kushi Kabi Gan. I didn't know that was even possible. I should have turned it off to get some water, but I powered through, dry sobbing through to the end of the film. It was worth it. It's one of the best films I have ever seen. And that's saying a lot. I like movies. I grew up in Los Angeles. It's the city's main industry next to the aerospace industry. I have childhood friends who went on to win Academy Awards. My first job involved movies. Most of my friends, their first jobs were at fast food joints. My first job, I sold tickets to obscure art films at a mob-owned movie revival theater. I am a movie buff. I like the way stories are told in movies. I like immersing myself in the stories and how they make me feel. Movies allow us to experience life at a safe distance. We can experience adversity without really risking anything. We can learn what it means to fall in love or to lose a loved one or to be betrayed by a lover, all safely from our seat while we eat popcorn. I am well-versed in movies. I've watched way more movies from more obscure sources than most Americans. I'm nowhere near as geeky as some of my friends, but I hold my own. The point is, I take movies seriously. I have been watching international cinema since I was young, but all of my self-education in cinema did not prepare me for Indian cinema and how their stories of love would impact me. My first Shah Rukh Khan film was Virzara. When I recommend this film to others, I have to warn them, don't let the horrendous acting at the start of this film stop you from watching it. Shah Rukh Khan isn't just bad at the beginning, he's horrible. It's atrocious. And yet, it's a great movie that will have you crying at the end. And when I say crying, I mean you will be bawling, sobbing, tears streaming down your face, not coming out of your nose crying. It's that good. The movie, Vir Zara, is about love. All sorts of love. Romantic love, familial love, sacrificing for love, jilted love, love for country, love for your enemy. 
It's crazy how many varieties of love can be packed into a single film and have all the various love motivations and levels collide at the end for a resolution so satisfying you will cry with joy as much as you cried over the heartache that Love Gone Wrong causes over the course of the film. You will forgive the really bad acting at the beginning once you get there. And you will understand Indian movies are designed to tug your heart hard. Indian movies, and in particular Indian actors, often have strong moral frameworks attached to their work. They rarely veer from their established morality. The movies reinforce moral standards specific to the culture. While this sounds constricting, it's not. In Hindi movies in particular, because of the history of the country and the need to integrate 100 separate languages and cultures into a political whole, the morality is almost exclusively humanistic. If your goal is to help people unite across religion, language, and culture, you pretty much have to promote a universal morality that encourages people to look past their tribal allegiances and to recognize the common humanity of their fellow citizens. In Hindi movies, the morality used is decidedly humanistic in nature and the movies are often used to help characters and the audience move forward by expanding who we consider as worthy of love and who we should consider to be part of our tribe. In the case of Indian cinema, it is clear that a decision was made to promote inclusivity. They even promote reconciliation with historic enemies. Salman Khan's movie, Bajranji Bajan, is about an Indian man helping a mute Pakistani girl get back across the border to her family, despite the religious and national animosity he has to deal with to do this. Storytelling is a powerful way to help people understand the lives of others. It's a powerful way to help people feel compassion for and relate to people they might not otherwise in interact with or understand. By intentionally activating our feelings of love, we stay with our characters and root for them to overcome the hardships and to right the wrongs that have been done in the name of greed, politics, nationalism, religion, or filial piety, which should be about love but often isn't. They even help us understand how, even though we may be well-meaning, we can do harm accidentally. Despite Western perception, these movies aren't just romantic comedies with musical numbers. There are famous Indian movies about the necessity of assisted suicide, Guzarish featuring Hrithik Roshan. P.K., starring Amir Khan, was about the evils of organized religion and was such a box office smash, it made it into the top 10 movies in the entire world the week it was released. Barfi was nominated for an Academy Award and is a romantic comedy featuring a deaf and mute man played by Ranveer Kapoor who pulls off some classic Charlie Chaplin routines and the female romantic lead is a severely autistic woman played by Priyanka Chopra Jonas and we are allowed to love that they are able to live independently and support themselves with dignity. The movies teach as well as heal. The movie Tara Zameen Par changed my son's life. 
It was released worldwide to global acclaim and is about a child with learning disabilities. We realized our son has a similar disability from watching this film, and we were able to get him the support and assistance he needed to be successful as a result. The movie is about a teacher played by Amir Khan, who is a humanist in real life. He has a student who can't tie his shoes, whose writing is basically illegible, and who is clearly bright, but also getting bullied and struggling. The teacher visits the boy's house and looks at his writing books. My husband and I were in shock. They look exactly like how my son's writing looked. My son also couldn't tie his shoes, still can't. At this point, the teacher understands the child has a learning disability and he helps the boy overcome it by using compassion instead of strictness. He helps him by giving him support and celebrating his strengths. Oh, heck yeah, I cried. Also, I felt guilty. As loving as we are, we were still failing to help my son because we didn't recognize he had a disability until we saw that movie. Come on, my boy, get up! After watching this film, I started researching dyslexia and specifically dysgraphia. This helped us to identify my son's problems. My son has DCD, a developmental coordination disorder. Amir Khan said he wrote Tarazimin Par, partially based on the experience of another movie star, Abhishek Bashan, who struggled as a child. In fact, they put the Can't Tie Shoes thing into their collaboration on a movie called Dome 3. This is a big deal. Abhishek is the son of Amitabh Bashan, who is a freaking Hindi legend. An Indian movie changed my son's life. Had we not seen that and realized he needed love and support for a hidden disability, he very well may have flunked out of school, and that's not an exaggeration. Gifted kids with disabilities often fail, and we as a society are harmed as a result because instead of these kids using their talents to help us make our society better, they're shunned. If a U.S. filmmaker wanted to tackle these subjects, assisted suicide, learning disabilities, the harms of organized religion, they would probably make a documentary. And that's okay. Documentaries have their place. But Indian cinema tells us a story and makes us care by tugging at our heartstrings. Instead of making documentaries that very few people see to make a point, they make a blockbuster movie that pretty much everyone sees. These blockbusters make us cry out of love and joy and anger and frustration. On the one hand, Love makes morality simple. It is a primary emotion that helps us feel for ourselves what is right and what is wrong. The active emphasis on love is what makes Indian movies so powerful that they can change a person's heart. I especially like that these movies are unapologetic about love as the basis for morality. I love that they don't just do romantic love. I love that all forms of love are portrayed and endorsed parental love, child's love of parent, friendships, country, everything. I think the reason these movies, with their emphasis on love, make me cry so much is that as simple as love is, it's also a very complex emotion. Even if we center love in our morality, what is right and wrong is not always obvious. 
doing the right thing is often hard. There is a line from one of my favorite Hindi films, Fauna, starring Amir Khan. Morality isn't choosing between good and evil. It's about choosing between the greater of two goods or the lesser of two evils. I don't think truer words have ever been spoken. They are made all the more powerful when they are said near the end of the movie when our female lead has to decide whether to save her country or save her lover, the father of her child and the man who helped her get her eyesight back. She cannot do both. Fauna is everything I like in an Indian film. It starts out as a traditional Indian romantic comedy, complete with musical numbers. But by the end, it's turned into a horror movie complete with the action and horror taking place in an isolated snowed-in cabin in the woods. To say these movies manipulate your emotions is an understatement. But the time we get to the end of the film, you are as torn as she is about what the right thing to do is. I realize not everyone likes being so emotionally moved that they start crying. I was at a party once where a woman stated she didn't like movies because she didn't like the feeling of having her emotions manipulated like that. I recognize that not everyone wants a movie that will make you cry a lot, while also challenging you to think about yourself and your obligation to others. But I'm apparently a glutton for this sort of thing. I love feeling the emotion of love, even if, and especially if, I feel it so strongly, I cry. I think one of the reasons I enjoy these movies so much is because I am a humanist. I like thinking about how I can do good and be good. I like thinking about what the moral thing to do is. This is especially true when I find myself getting frustrated with others. Humanism isn't easy to practice. It takes work and a commitment and reminders. And these movies help remind me of the importance of applied love in my practice of being the best human being I can be. I've heard that because of the pandemic and the shutdowns, many Americans started watching foreign movies and television. Films and shows with subtitles are way more common on streaming services than they used to be. My husband and I got addicted to South Korean television shows during this pandemic. As a humanist, I view viewing and learning about others through their stories to be really enlivening. It helps me feel connected to people around the world in a way that I never had access to before. If you have discovered an interest in international storytelling, I recommend exploring Indian movies. They are explicitly humanistic in a really refreshing way and will help remind you to love and be loved and to find joy in that love. So much joy that you will be so overwhelmed with love that you cry. Telling stories of love helps us all feel less alone. It reminds us that love in all its forms is important and worth celebrating. As the great humanist Carl Sagan once said, for small creatures such as we, the vastness is bearable only through love.
Jennifer Hancock is the author of books including The Bully Vaccine and The Humanist Approach to Happiness and the founder of Humanist Learning Systems. She lives in Florida. That was episode eight of Human Story, a podcast exploring the human experience from a secular point of view, one story at a time. Each episode, I'll bring you a different storyteller, one secular person sharing what it's like to be one of seven billion living, feeling, thinking human creatures temporarily awake on a minor planet. So what's your story? If you have a secular perspective, a good story, and a gift for telling it, Go to onlysky.media slash submissions to submit an idea for an episode of your own. We're especially interested in post-religious stories, stories about life after you're done grappling with religion. Give us a glimpse of what it's like to live in your head and see the world through your eyes. That's onlysky.media slash submissions. Human Story is a production of Only Sky Media, a home for journalism, storytelling, and opinion, serving the growing community of the religiously unaffiliated. Visit us online and add your voice to the conversation at onlysky.media. And subscribe to the Human Story podcast on the service of your choice. Thanks for listening. I'm Leanne Lord. See you next time for Human Story. Human Story.